Welcome to the Chief Wellbeing Officer podcast. I'm Stephen McGregor. This is episode 48, Resilience with Aurelie Gautier. Aurelie is the head of Resilience Channels at Google for EMEA and APAC regions. So welcome back. It's the penultimate episode of the spring-summer season of Chief Wellbeing Officer. And another short introduction, more or less. We'll see how this goes. I'm on location again in the natural park which overlooks Barcelona and uh, this is my normal morning walk either with my dog or alone or running or walking after I do the school run in the morning and this is a really interesting conversation with Aurelie it's fascinating to understand a little bit about the approach to resilience at Google and specifically the fact that Aurelie talks about developing resilience skills And I think we can look at resilience in terms of the skills that we need during our life, right? I mean, our life path. If we think about this path that I'm on, it will be full of ups and downs. It will be narrow. It will be wide. Sometimes we need to rest if we're out of breath. Sometimes we might fall. Sometimes we need to lift our gaze and look around us. Sometimes we need to just be still and not speak and just listen and open our ears and engage our other senses. And then sometimes we need to know when we need to go faster and what are the objectives. And it's not often the destination, right? It's the path itself and how you enjoy the path and you enjoy the experience. It got me thinking, talking to Aurelie about resilience skills, about well-being skills. I actually put a vote on LinkedIn and viewing well-being as a skill has been gaining in momentum the last couple of years. And so I put down four choices that were top of mind for me. One was rest. I think it's really important we learn how to rest and not always be in doing mode. Uh, Another was awareness, awareness of where we are in our life journeys and what we need at that time, Uh, and adaptability, you know, the the capability of of being able to change, right, as as three of those four. There's many others, like growth mindset, for example, and I think it's different from well-being areas, you know, there's different well-being areas, of course, that are important, and... uh, each could be different or each could be important at different times, but I do think that we should think about the skills that we need. Many people went for rest in this vote, and I think that's a fine choice, all are fine choices. I personally went for awareness, you know, awareness about where we are on the path, where we are in our lives, and that could be in a moment during the day, in a busy project. It could be at the weekend when you're trying to engage with your family and awareness of what you need. So I, for me, awareness is about recognizing your needs at that time, which could be rest, of course, and then actioning that and being adaptable at change. Anyway, some reflections on well-being as a skill. And I think that's it for me. I'm gonna enjoy the rest of this walk. I'm gonna look around. I'm gonna listen to nature again over this wonderful city that I'm so grateful to live in of Barcelona. And there's some of the city view just through the trees. 
So enjoy this episode, the penultimate in spring summer. This is Resilience with Aurelie Gautier. Enjoy and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Ciao. Hello Aurelie, welcome to Chief Wellbeing Officer. Where are you today and what are you working on? Hi Stephen. So today I'm working from home and my home is, uh, is in Madrid, in Spain. We do also have a fantastic Google Affairs in Madrid with you know, beautiful facilities for employees, for the well-being. But today, you know, I really like the, um, the hybrid work, uh, the, what hybrid work is bringing us now and the, the ability to be able to work from home and from the office, typically Monday and Friday from home and the rest of the week in the office. And um, also, of course, this, um, this you know, hybrid uh, work requires some adjustment, uh, but I, I really like to think about the, the different benefits that each environment is bringing us and how to uh, really like, make the most of this um, to an environment. What I'm working on uh, right now, there's so much to do when it comes to employees' well-being, even at Google. And uh, but right now, in particular, I'm couponing a few team internally through the the well-being journey. So it's include, for instance, um, assessing, so measuring, so diagnostic, right? So analyzing what the key roadblock to their well-being. Are it also include um, you know the development the co-creation of some very relevant well-being strategy and intervention, and then also we want to, to uh, execute on this intervention and, and measure you know the impact of this intervention. I I really like it. I really like to see the um, positive you know impact of this intervention on people, on people well-being. I also really like to, to bring this extra support to um, our managers and our leaders uh, who, who need this you know, more than ever. You know, they need to uh, you know, care and, and you know, support the team well-being, but their own well-being as well, and, and help them and their team through, this, um, through their well-being journey. Yeah. Very interesting. Thanks for, for sharing that. Combining both of those elements, what have you seen with the experience of well-being for some of your teams that you're working with, given the hybrid way of working? You know, does that improve their experience, that they have that flexibility Monday and Friday to work from home if they wish to and then come into the office? And then when they're coming into the office, what are some of the changes that you've seen there? Is there more intentional connection rather than just coming back to the office and doing emails or on Zoom meetings and things like that? Has that changed the way that you work in the office? Or what are some of the things that you're seeing there? So I see, I see first, um, there was a great preparation done ahead of you know, returning to the office and not every office, I've been returning to the office at the same time. So giving us sort of like some some kind of timeline, right, to, to, to bring everybody on. Um, we see, like, people need adjustment, right? They need to adjust to moving from the home environment where they've been working on for sometimes two years to 
an hybrid model and, you know, switching Monday, Tuesday, you know, home office um, and adjusting with, you know, the, the maybe the family or, you know, the, the for people who are, you know, caregivers to manage this. And um, so we certainly see a kind of, you know, moment of adjustment and that that is coming, you know, as people are starting to readjust and, and uh, prepare. We organize the live the abet so really um okay what are the the benefits of you know being in the office so you see you have lunch with your colleagues you you know do in-person meeting and you um can you know use the, the facilities of the office you have commute time which could be used you know as a way to switch off from work to you know and you can listen to podcasts, which have well-being officer podcast. And, and what are the benefits of being at home, right? Where maybe you have some more calm time to do focus work. And maybe, you know, the kids come back to, from school. You can have a, a break with them. So uh, being aware of, you know, each environment benefits and leverage it, you know, leverage all these benefits. I think it is key. And then we... we going to learn, you know, Google, but everybody relearning. Um, and this is the future of work, right? This is how, and the pandemic is giving us the opportunity to rethink about the future of work, rethink about the way we're working together um, and how we can really use the office in a better way, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Br bringing it back to your own personal experience, you know, you're a busy executive, you've been working at Google almost 11 years. Uh, you're also a parent. Um, what has been your own experience the last couple of years? You know, also an expatriate based in Madrid, originally from France. How has the last couple of years during COVID been for you in terms of your own well-being? I think that, I think I, you know, my, my life during the, the pandemic, I think it's been like many of us, you know, ups and down. Um, I've lost uh, my great uncle to COVID, and you know he would have lived much longer without COVID. And I really felt injustice and you know anger, and um, so he, he was. So the the um, the measure of confinement in Madrid were very strict, where we couldn't go out for a few months. And with young children, it was <laughs> it was not it was really not not easy. We we also had to you know discover the the joy of homeschooling uh you know and without in-person school and activities for for a year so all of that was challenging was challenging as as you mentioned i, I so in the first phase of um the, pand the pandemic i was um leading a team across europe dealing with privacy ads privacy data privacy so a very uh, burning and strategic topic for for many companies uh, nowadays, and then I, you know, uh, it's a very a stressful environment to be in. I I realized right more than ever. Okay, I, I need to prioritize my team well-being, but I need to prioritize my my family and my own well-being. But but work needs to happen as well, right? So this all of this was was very um, very interesting, but. Um, but despite all these challenges, I think um, 
the, I, I see also some some you know benefits. I feel this has bonded me closer to my family, to my friend in Madrid, and also surprisingly to you know my friend also you know over the world, especially you mentioned Asia, especially in Asia where you know they've been suffering a lot from isolation, with like restriction on you know confinement and travel ban and so on. So. I think also other benefits of of the of the the, the pandemic uh, were that it, it's kind of like it, it had a forcing effect on on many on me to to think about what's what's my purpose at work what's my you know what's my purpose in life and what my values are and it. It contributed, in my case, it contributed to my decision to move from, you know, the business side of Google to people ops, to Google people ops and to well-being. So this, uh, and as we mentioned before as well, I mean, the, 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 the reflection on the future of work and, you know, in terms of learning and development, office design, uh, working condition also was, was brought through this experience that we live um, collectively. Yeah, we do. We do had a uh, during during these two years of like living a bit of a weird life. We with my family. So so here in Madrid, we we had a, a you know a well-being um, journey. Let's say here, how do we manage? You know, everyone happy in their house. We I. I truly believe and really believe in habits so you know healthy habits and routines and so my you know our weekdays were very much around routine so you know exercising frequently eating healthy food and sleeping early having dinner together and also as a parent very much you know having a very well organized schedule with my husband like Okay, this is time dedicated to work. This is time dedicated to homeschooling, and this is time dedicated for us, or you know, for for us as a family. Uh, and I think this was very important to keep, you know, the, the family, you know, floating. Let's say. Uh, but then on the weekend, it was all about fun. You know, on the weekend we we celebrated everything we could. You know, with music, dance, and Friday night, Saturday night, with good food. We we organized many video calls and we, we, we played um, the master chef, you know, <laughs> with the kids. So, you know, I mean, in these two, 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 you know, the weekdays and the weekend, I think, help us to still have fun, uh, but maintain, you know, our stability as a family. Yeah. yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've long believed in that balance that we need between structure and and freedom you know i've and even if you think of processes best practice processes and, and a lot of my own background in design you need some structure there but you need freedom also you can't you know you can't be overstructured and you can't have too much freedom and you know the experience that we all had i mean a lot of the work that we did here um was looking at defining new rituals and routines that help people navigate that that messy middle because life and work was all of a sudden in the same space, sometimes at the same desk 
and and people were were floundering within that. So you know, thinking about habits, absolutely important. Um, you know, it's been a big focus of my own work for many years. Prior to that, I think what I'm getting from your remarks is there was a great deal of focus that came out of your experience. And I think for many of us during COVID, we kind of reprioritized, we thought about our values, we thought about, you know, what is important to us in life. And that, of course, or maybe that was part of your decision to to really, you know, move into people ops and focus on, on well-being. So if you can tell us a little bit, you know, you've been almost 11 years at Google. I'm fascinated and, and previously talking to James Hewitt and Els van der Helm, who have a career in well-being, and, and how they enter into that career. Um, so, you know, this has been quite recent for you, but can you talk, talk me through some of your thought processes? Even, you know, I, I know we previously talked about um, even different uh, uh, qualifications that are, that are relevant within the well-being space, and we talked about that in terms of positive psychology and things like that, and it's always something that I'm fascinated by. So in terms of your career in well-being, what has been some of your thoughts and development and what are some of the things that you're looking at in the near future? So in so my, my career in well-being, it's like my, my, my current focus on well-being uh, uh, is, is, as you said, is, is, uh, is new and has been accelerated with the pandemic. I also, I, I've always been like a, a life, you know, a healthy lifestyle enthusiast, right? Advocate, um, you know, nutrition, sleep, exercise, you know, uh, I've always been like into this. And uh, with 17 years, you know, uh, with different um, corporate roles in Asia, in, in, um, in Europe, I was putting some pressure, uh, you know, internal pressure to myself. I was uh, wanting to give my best, wanting to to do my best. And, and I guess with, with the pandemic, then it became obvious that um, managers and leaders, you know, needed support when it was coming to when it was coming to uh, their well-being, the well-being of the team, and um, but still maintaining this level of, you know, a sustainable performance, right? You want a team to perform, you know, it's not because we care about well-being that people are not going to perform. I really believe in, you know, this is going together. Well-being is a key factor, key enabler to performance and. Uh, so all of this contributed to to my decision to uh, to move to uh, people ops and and to focus um, on well-being. And I I have the ability, you know, I'm very um, adaptable. I have the ability and the, the curiosity to uh, reinvent myself, to uh, perform in different environment. I've um, I came from I, I come from the telco industry. Um, I've worked in the map uh, business, Google Maps, and I've uh, worked on a privacy topic, and now I'm in HR, working in Asia, working in Europe. So I really believe all the, you know, the ability to leverage on this past experience, and, and specifically at Google, where well-being that they're hurt, you know, it's, it's kind of it's in our DNA, right? As a as a as a individual contributor, as, as people manager, we grow, uh, you know, we grow with, you know, well-being as, as a, you know, DNA. And so I really believe this, like, past experience. And also I really believe in, in the, 
you know, the way skills, transferable skills, right? The way your skills can be used. And it, this is what the amazing when I join people up. So like, oh my God, you know, it's all about, you know, these transferable skills is so precious. And, and you know, to, to connect the dot, to problem solve and to, uh, to co-create, you know, solutions. So talking about um, academic credibility, right? So academic credibility, I think it's, it's very important in the space of well-being because everybody, anyone could be talking about, um, about well-being and pretending to be an expert. So I do really believe in also this academic credibility. Um, I'm, right now I'm studying a postgraduate on uh, psychology of well-being and kindness at work. So very interesting. I really, you know, having this, using what I'm learning in, at uni at work and, you know, using what I know from my past experience and what I'm doing in my day-to-day -day in the office in bringing it in my study. So it's, it's really, really, um, really, really interesting. I'm really learning and uh, really, really nice. Great. Looking at some of your current focus in Google and just, you know, whatever you can share, um, so you're the head of resilience channels in EMEA and APAC. You mentioned previously working with teams, um, looking at identifying roadblocks for these teams, you know, maybe looking at this issue of, you know, of a journey for teams going through different, different projects. Um, what are some of the main challenges for you right now? Just whatever you can share. What are some of these roadblocks? And even, you know, prior to that, do you work towards a definition of resilience and, and, and how does that fit to well-being as a whole for you? Yeah. So my, my, my team is uh, so it's a global team. Um, it's the uh, Resilience and Google. So it's a, it's a program. We, we focus on growing and developing Googlers uh, resilience. So at individual level and at team level. We, we define resilience as so the, the ability to respond to stress, to recover from stress and to move you know, forward from, from the stress. And, and by stress, we, we don't just mean work-related stress, right? Like, a, like um, um, an expected last minute, you know, urgent task to perform or a real, we also mean um, positive work-related stress, you know, you stress, uh, you have a, a presentation to, to do to your VP, you're very excited about that, it's, it's going to be good, it's going to be great. And we're also talking about um, stress related to the environment, the, the uncertain environment we live in more than ever before, it's like, you know, pandemic threat or... Uh, uh, racial, social injustices, and you know, in, in Europe, this um, geopolitical conflict in, in Ukraine, so all of that. So all of these stressor, stressors are uh, what we we want to um, support. You know, we want to to, to help Googlers to support um, to go through that, to cope with that. Some of the stressors that we see, if, if I will talk about. Um, uh, work related, very work related stressor uh, that people are facing um, without order of priority, and they are the same 
I think for many, many companies that we see transition to hybrid, you know, very being like a, um, a stressor, just, you know, in the last one month probably will go away uh, as we, we all get uh, adjusted. Um, internal pressure also is a, a stressor. I mean, I mentioned, you know, myself as a good example of that. Uh, could be, uh, you know, workload, could be, um, yeah, there's, there's a, a number. Of, uh, I won't say that every team has the same, but, you know, you, you, you could have like a five, six um, stressors that we see um, recurring uh, a lot. Um, yeah, and, and so my team, we, we, it's a global program that started before um, the pandemic by my manager, so Dr. Lauren Wood. She, and of course, the program accelerated with, uh, with Calvin. We do uh, support Googlers. We, uh, so we train um, resilience as a skill, you know, we think it's a skill that can be, uh, you know, practiced and cultivated and used, you know, in, term, in times of stress. Uh, we do offer online content, podcast, video. We offer online training, and um, we do also work very closely with external experts, uh, especially in the sports psychology, mm-hmm. because we see uh, these people, these sports psychologists, they have the expertise, the experience working with high performers, the athletes. So we don't want just athletes. We don't. We don't just want athletes to to perform, you know, uh, and to to reach a goal. We want them to perform on the long, you know, uh, on the long journey, you know, like Olympics, you know, in four years uh, to to prepare. So you want you want your athletes to be to be on a you know sustainable performance uh, pattern, um, and you you want them to learn about to practice rest and recovery you want them to you know learn how to manage the stress you want them to you know uh, be able to be flexible in the environment of you know performing is different but so we really do like to use sports psychology uh, to support our googlers who you know we think are you know uh i i performers no, that's really fascinating, Aurelia. You know, I think even in terms of a lot of the things that you're saying, it's building resilience as a skill. Um, and, and, and some of the, the content when I wrote the Daily Reset last year was looking at how we can approach well-being as a skill. Putting you on the spot here, but if I was to ask you, what is the most important skill for well-being? Is there something that you can pick out? Is it being adept at recovery? Is it being empathetic with teams? You know, is there one thing that in your work recently that stands out as an important well-being skill? So, uh, I, well-being is very individual, right? So it's like everyone, for everyone, is going to be different. Um, what really you know, really talk to me when I started really dig more into the topic of well-being was the need for rest and recovery, right? And I'm, yeah, I'm always prioritizing, always been prioritizing sleep, but rest and recovery in terms of 
big moment in your day, in your week, in your project, at the end of a project, in your year, where you have this moment of rest and recovery. And and I think I, as a, you know, working in the corporate side of Google, I, I never realized the benefit this would bring. And this bring as a, as a you know, in, in a day-to-day work environment, but also uh, I've started using it in my own, you know, sports practice, right? I need also a rest day in my sport practice. And I think this, instead of being like the day where, like, oh, shit, I didn't do anything, it's like, no, I honored my rest day, you know? I did well, I rest, my body needed it. So the same way your body needs to rest, your brain uh, needs to rest. And, and then what's amazing, it's usually in this time of rest where you are the most creative and productive in terms of like ideas yeah. um so to me rest and recovery was uh, you know the wow moment um but there's you know the social connection is like so important and we've seen it also during the pandemic and we 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 couldn't have done without social connection even if you was uh, you know remote on video now you know really working social connection, your family, your friends, your community is, is very important. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, so reframing, you know, you know, how you to reframe your mind, you know, your mindset from, you know, gross mind to a gross mindset. And, you know, so it's, it fashion, you know, it's really, uh, really passion, you know, a lot of passion in this topic. Sure. I mean, absolutely on board with with a lot of those. Absolutely important for for us all, personally and on a on organisational level. Final kind of point on Google, and and you know, I, I'm so encouraged by the level of focus that you have there, and I can see that when you talked about well-being being part of the DNA, you know, a lot of the mainstreaming of the ideas around psychological safety, and even linking those aspects and by broader definition, well-being to performance came came out of Google, right? What about workload? Because a lot of people will say, well, you know, if you're working all the hours that you're breathing or you're so busy, then how can we still maintain a good level of well being there? So what what would you what would you say to those issues around balancing a heavy workload? Which look, I'm not saying it's not just in Google, it's in many companies um, around the world. And I think it's one of those things that, that that we need to address for well-being to get to that next level. So what are some of your reflections in that space? Yeah, I, I mean, workload is, is not just, as you say, uh, it's, it's every company uh, issue. And maybe uh, at Google, uh, uh, like one, one key thing is we all working on a um, fantastic project, very exciting that. Uh, we we really want to 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 you know uh, close and and make it happen and so it creates this like degree of um, personal involvement in, in this project and so um, increase probably like the the workload. So how do you uh, how do you make it like a such a in such a way that you are uh, still performing right in your work and you also you know outside of work you you are also uh, very but so there's a number of ways that we look at workload in terms of prioritization. So, you know, top down, you know, prioritization, like learning to prioritize, 
learning to say no is very important as well. We have a culture where we are allowed to say no. I think this is very important. It's not um, everywhere, um, everywhere like this. Um, as mentioned, so recovery, we have a culture where it is uh, necessary uh, is, you know, uh, to, to um, block your calendar for lunch or for, you know, exercising and, and, and it would be very rare if someone dared to put something on your calendar when you're having lunch or, or having a yoga, uh, a yoga class. So, um, so I think this is also a Google company. We, I mean, Googlers, we are, um, you know, um, inspired by our work. Um, and we also, uh, um, as a company, have this, um, you mentioned psychological safety and this authorization to also, um, you know, rest and recover and um, to help balance with, uh, with workload. So it's, we, we do have also, we're working a lot now on uh, team norm because uh, when you define uh, as a team your norms when it comes to communication, times of communication or so being in a global company, uh, people emailing you, you know, it's your night, you know, how do you manage this? So having these team norms around communication, around uh, meetings, around you know many aspects of of a, a team life and then you know okay these are our new norms we are going to respect them and this is like setting also boundaries for everyone so it's it's um there's no one you know one solution but there's many things that are happening yeah um no that, that, yeah. yeah that 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 sounds great i mean impactful as well i think as you say there's you know, for well-being for anyone, there's no one-size-fits-all strategy. It's always in play. Um, and I think, you know, especially those things around empowerment and individual and team autonomy, I think that makes a huge difference. And recognising when you come back to that performance mindset and recognising that rest and recovery, like an athlete, is one of the critical things to, you know, perform at your job, then, then that is the other part of that equation. And as we've talked about in other episodes in this spring summer season, you know, broadening our understanding of what well-being is to impact, to social connection, to purpose, to passion in what you're doing, right? So thanks so much for those comments. You know, coming towards then now, in the time that we have left, are you seeing evidence in other organisations, you know, as a result of COVID or you know around the world of of well-being being taken more seriously, being a more strategic? concern for for people we're not there yet of course but what are some of the things that you're seeing if anything yeah i i do see and you know my, my network of you know professional and personal network i, I do see uh, more than ever people coming to me you know how you know working on you know resilience and being at google can you give us some of your your advice i see this happening much more uh you know post-pandemic than, you know, before, um, so which is um, a, a good sign. There's still a, a lot to, to, to be done. I think previously, um, you know, uh, the, the physical aspect of well-being was already part of um, a lot of companies' way of working. So having, you know, LC food and, and maybe gym and, you know, relaxing area, I think this was something that, and Google for a very, very long time has been really focusing on. But I think what's newer now uh, is 
the um, awareness, the awareness and the rise of, of the mental aspect of well-being, right? So in terms of the scale and the number of people across companies, um, across the world who have mental health issues and who are now talking about it, which was, you know, not the case also before. And then, you know, there's an awareness at Google very long time, but in many other companies now that, um, you know, this has, you know, this is affecting um, people and then global productivity and performance. And um, I was reading, um, so there's this article from Gallup CEO um, on his, published on his blog December last year. Um, the title is um, The Next Global Pandemic, Mental Health. Um, so I think it's, it's a key topic now and we, we have a pre, you know, for some time we do have a Google also like a well-being and mental health team uh, working towards preventing mental health, towards um, uh, supporting, you know, employees with mental health issue uh, to, to, to get better and to go through that. And also very important, I think, training managers and employees to to detect, you know, signs and signals of yeah. mental health for themselves and for others. Um, I think this um, this is uh, we, we work a lot with this team, like we the resilience team work a lot in collaboration with this team, and so this is uh, yeah, this is right. a very important thing. This will change as well as this kind of shift. Yeah. Sure. C coming out of you know the restrictions of the last couple of years, you know we've talked about many different themes in the last thirty minutes or so. If there was one thing that you would argue that we need to focus on as a means of kind of redesigning a better system? If, if there is one thing that you could identify or one theme, what do you think that could be? Um, I think one thing that we should, the one that we should, like we must, right, really uh, make the full advantage of is the this new urban environment, right? So the opportunity we have now to redesign the way we've been working, redesign, you know, our habits, our norms, our team norms, so that we bring well-being at the center. You now we've seen, we've seen, it's the right time to make it happen now and bring well-being at the center of this new uh, work, um, work, you know, new work design hybrid environment. Whichever way it end to be, you know, it, it's it's uh, at the end looks like. But yeah, and it's it's everyone, every company, you know, responsibility to to, um, to work on this now. Yeah, I mean, let's hope, right? We we take full advantage of that opportunity. I think we both recognise that there is an opportunity there. It isn't just the fact of your working week starts and you're just got things to do. Now we are much more conscious and aware, I think, and how can we be more intentional with the time that we have and the places that we inhabit. I think that has been elevated to top of mind. So let's see if we can take full advantage. It's been great to talk to you uh, today, Aurelie. Many thanks for your insights. And the final question, as with every other episode, 
if you could share a special song, please, from your life and or career, uh, what is it and why is it special? One is tough, right? Uh, one, one special song because all of us, you know, all different phase in life, the mood and, and all that. Uh, but I think, um, I think Queen, you know, Don't Stop Me Now, we be at, we, my husband and I, we love this song and we, there's so much energy. We, we, during the pandemic, we shared it with our kids, so our two older sons, they 12 and 10, and they loved it as well. So now it's kind of like a family uh, tune and uh, yeah, a lot of energy and motivation through a queen and, and don't stop me now. So yeah. when, you know, if there's a down, put this music and then, you know, don't stop me now so yeah <laughs> i love that i love that song as well many thanks for sharing that and again many thanks for your time today all the best and i'll speak to you soon thank you early thank you Stephen. thank you everyone bye don't stop me now don't stop me because i'm having a good time having a good time 